0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the
0: Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box
1: podcast on Logistics Insights at maersk.com slash insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe
0: costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder yo eagles nation stand up Barkley put it, <laughs> looking like another Grease Paul night in Philly. 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 Facts. <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode I've been waiting to do for a couple weeks now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come one, come all to episode 36 of the Grease Paul Podcast. Appreciate you taking part, however you're doing so. As always, you can follow the pod on IG at Grease Paul Podcast. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes every Monday. Subscribe, rate, review. Sharing is caring, all that good stuff. Appreciate it if you've done so already. If not, I'd appreciate it if you do so. Ah, I feel, Justin, like I showed up this evening with like a like that postcoital glow, like it's a, a
1: renewed faith in humanity.
0: Yeah, like you just like what is it a locust when they shed their <laughs> their deal and they leave it on your fence like a bunch of assholes yeah. and it's just sitting there like that's. I mean, it didn't literally happen, but I I feel like it, man. Man, it was. F-
1: you were feeling pretty bleak last week, and i have been razzing you on Instagram for the last couple of weeks because your boys like you know the 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 fix was let's wear black uniforms, yeah. Let's keep everything the same because it's right. clearly working exactly. Uh, so, like, I've been giving you some heat, and lo and behold, yo! yes,
0: it happened. It happened, man. Finally, I—I I, it you know it started trickling out yesterday. Like, okay. It, it, it's still possible he's meeting with Jeff Lurie again tomorrow and you're like okay, okay like now there's, it was the same thing from a week ago but now there was hope like yeah. real hope, like okay everyone's pissed over this tank job clearly you lost the locker room motherfucker yeah, I mean I'm not not really thrilled that we're doing this a week <laughs> a week late, <laughs> Yeah, you know, cause like dudes are already getting interviewed and everything and now here we are still just like
1: you're Fuck. gonna miss out on the hot hot prospects. We're still fucking course. around,
0: man. The guy once already been interviewed by San Diego. I mean, mm. I'm aware they're the Los Angeles Chargers, but I'm still calling them San Diego because just no. So yeah. That it, might
1: be an advantage, though, because if it's San Diego, you probably lost him because San Diego's gorgeous. Right. But it's Los
0: Angeles. So maybe. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping, man. But they and then I started thinking and I'm like, where where do I like I'm biased, but where does this job rank in terms of Oof. like the openings? And it yeah, not that it's high. Open
1: so obviously Chargers,
0: Chargers, Jaguars, um, Jets, us, Lions, <laughs> uh, Houston's open, and I want to say that's it. I think I might be forgetting one though. Maybe um, so there's not. The Chargers, I think, are probably the best of the bunch because you've yeah. got Justin Herbert there, who's awesome. That team is so talented to go whatever the record was this year. Um, Big market, I, yeah, killer, dope gear, killer you know, uniforms. right, the best in the sport now.
1: I, I, I don't know, man. Of the teams listed, and again, I'm, I'm not exactly plugged in guy, right. I, Maybe New York a second, just because it's New York. It's New York, right? Uh, but I mean the jet, the Jets. That's never been like a hot job, like, <laughs> right? Ever? Like,
0: yeah. Rich Co. tight. What up? Jesus <laughs> Christ, man! That guy, <laughs> Al Groh. I mean, yep. These are just from when I was paying attention. Yeah. What's funny is I think that's where Peterson goes, because okay. our former their GM Joe Douglas used to work with Howie Roseman, our dipshit GM. <laughs> so. I think, like, there's a link there, so, you know?
1: I don't know. Like, again,
0: listing. Maybe- the Jaguars are going to get Trevor Lawrence, the first overall pick, who's. Okay,
1: so that might attract somebody, but yeah. it's still Jacksonville. Right.
0: You're owned by the AEW guys. Yeah. So, so- it's like, do they really, like, what's the investment level? You yeah. know what I mean? Um,
1: I think you guys are three, and that's only because <coughs> the two huge
0: markets right. are in front of them. I think we're definitely above Detroit. That was the first. I was yeah. like, okay, we're not, we're not, we're not last again. There's, there's a, that. Just a job that just <laughs> is never, it's never been sexy like the Lions' job. Wayne Fonts, like <laughs> Jesus man.
1: I got all the '90s <laughs> poles, bro.
0: Marty Morningweg, who ended up on our roster, on our coaching staff, fuck him too. <laughs> they, the Lions. I can't, I cannot think of a more. There's been bummers as an Eagles fan, but like just consistently just depressing. I can't think of another like at least exciting team to be a fan of than the Detroit Lions. They, There's just never anything going on.
1: They have their guy at quarterback too, right? Like They
0: do. Stafford is awesome. But, but but they they don't they they don't care to protect him. The guy gets his ass beat all the time yeah. and like keeps like he keeps coming because he's a badass. But like <laughs> they don't they're just they're not good, man. They're not good. They they ruined careers early. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. I was gonna you know? say,
1: yeah, Metatron. He he Dude. retired young.
0: <laughs> yep. He was like, okay, I I get why Barry did it. Fuck this.
1: Barry Sanders could have been the best back in the game.
0: Ever. Yeah, and some still think he is. I mean it's And he played know. for like forty five minutes because yeah. he was like, I'm done. Fuck this. You know, you got Scott Mitchell handing off to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Big Ben before Big Ben, but yeah. not good. <laughs> Fat dudes in the pocket. Just shout out to the big guys. Another big lefty. Right, <laughs> not getting
1: nothing done. They uh, who else do they have? Nobody. I, yeah, you know I don't want to, you know, sell your your Philly pod with <laughs> with Detroit talk. But
0: no, it's all good. It reminds us that there's a coaching gig out there that's not as much of a you know an abyss as ours is right now.
1: Considering the name, the I mean, again, Houston, maybe, but like, aren't the, isn't their quarterback leaving?
0: Yeah, hey, he wants out too. So And he is all they have. I mean... <laughs> I mean, so that you have Captain attractive. America, J.J. Yeah. Twat. I don't like that guy.
1: <laughs> He's a loudmouth. I don't like sure. that guy.
0: He very much loves, like, he wants to be like, oh, look at, I'm out here working, man. Like, look at this cabin. I'm limit, living primitive. Hmm. And then you find out, they, like, the cabin said cabin has elevators. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Yeah, yep. Good for you. Yep, you're bro. out there. Yeah, yeah, you're out there, like, you know. Like like Paul Bunyan, (laughs) yeah. You know, like Jesus Christ, dude. I mean,
1: again, you know, he played at an elite level long enough to be able to earn that. Right. Word up. But don't be a shit about it.
0: Please stop being. Yeah. Please stop being social media guy. Ooh, look at me. Yeah. You know. Uh, Look how I'm living.
1: The Houston Texans again. Like that can't be a very sexy job.
0: No, it's not. I mean, you're in Houston. I guess if if you're into that, I'm not. I wouldn't be, but, you they know. They made the playoffs all of what, like three times in their existence? Ah, Jesus. They've made it, so they made it last year um, to the divisional round before Kansas City happened. Oh, that's right. But that was like, that's as far as they've ever gone, you yeah. know? They've um, been around
1: for roughly
0: 20 years. 2002. Okay, yeah. Almost yeah. 20 years. Jesus Christ, time flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah fuck man remember when the oilers left yeah when they went to tennessee for a yeah. couple years yeah. and then then the titans happened. <laughs> christ man that's why i hate the titans to this day because it's, it's like it's they took yeah. they took the oilers away from us and everybody liked the oilers man. nobody
1: nobody hated the oilers. right and why would you get it's, an oil it, derrick on there exactly
0: <laughs> exactly what's to hate
1: literally nothing you know warren moon warren moon Come right on.
0: right dude <laughs> It it I, I I don't like that they're always the Titans are just always in the way. Baltimore got rid of them yesterday, thank God. I remember when I was still actively watching,
1: somehow Steve McNair would like literally drag them to the yeah, playoffs. In the yeah, I mean they'd get stomped. But right, like, he's like, come on. <laughs> and somehow win yep. the South and 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 eke in and <clears throat> yep, and then they uh, would they would tighten again. Yeah,
0: that's they're just there to get in the way.
1: Perennial 9-10 win team, right? they
0: when they show the playoff graphic, like week fifteen, they're always in the in the hunt category, mm-hmm. and then they they backdoor in just to just interfere with your Saturday. Yes, that's all it is.
1: And plus, I know this isn't gear freaks, but not great.
0: Gear oh, anymore. dude, they used to have okay gear, like oh, well, when they first went to the Titans, because it it, they were it was okay, like, right? They,
1: it was the same color scheme as the Oilers. Yeah. So I'm like, word. Plus, they still had McMare and so it's
0: like, yeah, I'm okay with this. It's all
1: right. And then, like, you guys were talking about it in the Discord yesterday. And I looked it up and I'm like, what is
0: this? Sword? They're so bad. What they're so this? bad. Yeah, the dude. The color
1: is so money, though. Like- it is.
0: The combo, the color scheme should work. The helmet itself, dope. I'm yep. fine with it. Yep. The number font, I don't know what they're trying to do there. If they're trying to, like, hey, let's make our number swords as well. Like, <laughs> like stop with it, man. We understand. You're the Titans. That's the theme. It's cool. Got it. You know (laughs) we're good. Right. We don't need them on the on the shoulders as well. we Definitely
1: don't need them on the shoulders. Dude, that is 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 so in the way.
0: It's so gross. It's so gross. And the numbers look it like I I don't know if it's just because I I hate them, but the numbers on the Titans jersey look way larger than they do on any other NFL teams. Mm. That could just be me going, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. But I, I, they're just I get them out of here forever. Get the Titans out of my life.
1: The, so and then Houston become gets the expansion team only a few years after the Oilers move. Yep. And then, look, I get it. There was the Texans before. Mm-hmm. But that is such a lazy name. It's awful,
0: dude. It's I, it's awful.
1: I don't mind their 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 logo. Their logo's okay. It
0: it's Texas. I yeah. get it. That's also why I hate it. Yeah. But I, but you I've know. never
1: been a fan of their gear it's his it's basic. A lazy name mm-hmm. and again they destroyed david Carr when he came into the league dude like destroyed didn't they? that like, kid had hope he should have been something and they murdered him and
0: they didn't do nothing <laughs> uh, what was the cat that they had um tony baselli
1: yeah tony baselli he's a hall him. of
0: fame finalist again <laughs>
1: they pulled him from the jags yep and then um uh kubiak Oh, Christ their, almighty. Yes, head coach. Yes.
0: Fuck, man. <laughs>
1: Back up to John Elway. Good for him. <laughs>
0: he was still lingering in the league a couple of years ago. I can't remember what he was doing, but whatever it was, he wasn't doing it very well, I don't think. He won the Super Bowl with Denver a few years ago in Super Bowl 50, but that was... That, that Super Bowl, like, ooh, 50th Super Bowl, like, this should be awesome. We bring out all the old MVPs, and that Super Bowl sucked. <laughs> it was them in Carolina, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And it was just so bad, dude. It was so bad. Cam Newton at the end looked like he didn't even give a shit. Well. <laughs> and, I mean, we wonder why.
1: Isn't that kind of been his at He's
0: right, where he's at now, yeah. you know. But he'll do the Superman dance when, you know, they're down to Chicago on a Monday night, 28 nothing, and he scores to make it 28-6. <laughs> now look at me. Oof. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Oof. You know?
1: So, okay, so, y- again, I only put New York and L.A. ahead of Philly because yeah. of market size. Makes sense. I I think, if anything, the Jets and Philly are probably at par, because Philly's a pretty big market, too.
0: It is. It is. And I think our track record, even though it I mean, we're we're not You guys are closer than New York. And we're not as bad as the Jets. Right. I mean, I guess that's, yeah, It for whatever that's worth <laughs> you know you've got your guy we do uh, and he stays him. now right exactly if you know if the other guy goes yeah christ
1: <laughs> so if if, <laughs> if your guy is already interviewing do you have anybody else out on the horizon that you're like ah, i oh, think i like that
0: guy. our running back coach deuce Staley. I know you've heard me talk about him. How I do love you that not guy.
1: Go Cause he played for y'all too. Yeah. Yep. And he so was how good. Did I go with him? He was
0: damn good. And he's been at like a, a crucial part of the coaching staff for years. He's been here since Andy Reid was a coach. Yeah. You know, survived that, survived the Chip Kelly disaster. Survived Dougie dipshit, you <laughs> yeah. know. Was here for when yeah, things were good a few years ago. I, I I don't know. They gave him an interview when uh when we hired Peterson. Mm -hmm. But I think that was just like, okay, we're going to we have to satisfy the Rooney rule, which is interview a black candidate. So you're the guy you're in house. I I don't want to like lob that out there, but that's always what it seemed like to me. Like back then, I didn't think he stood a chance in hell Mm -hmm. this time around. He's number two on my list.
1: But if if you ask me, like that's a no brainer. Right. Philly fans eat that up. Yes. And yes, it doesn't shake it. Shake things shake things up. The way it needs to be, mm-hmm. and again, you've got somebody in house, somebody who played in Philly at the helm.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, to me, that I, survived several nuclear holocausts, yeah, and he's still here. I don't like, know, man. That se- that really
1: seems no brainer.
0: It it it. I I would be so fine with it. I Brian Dable's my number one choice offense coordinator of the bills i know i've been talking about him for the last two months like i i want that dude bad but he's already like interv- the charges have already interviewed him you know because we've been just sitting here like jerking off for a week how do you do you that know? <laughs> we're the eagles man <laughs> 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 this is it, like people wonder why our fan base is chronically pissed off yeah it's shit like this
1: yeah just decided you know? to sit
0: around for a week so everybody can do everything Right. Heard. Did it really take a week to decide you wanted him out of there? Hey, convince me that you can fix your relationship with Carson. I feel like that conversation could have happened seven days ago. Yeah.
1: I, I think that could have happened Pretty simple. after week 17. Immediately. Right, go, right.
0: Okay, so what's the deal? Sell me on how you can fix the guy that I'm paying a shit ton of money and you ruined. <laughs> oh, you can't?
1: Okay. Bye. Bye then.
0: Fuck off. Go to New York and ruin Sam Darnold. If he's not already ruined because Jets, because Jets, (laughs) because that's what they do to everybody. They'll bring in Rich Cotite. (laughs) I hate that guy. I still hate that dude. I when when the news broke today of Peterson, my phone blew up, and a buddy of mine sent me a picture in one of the fantasy football league group chats. Sent a picture of Rich Cotite, and I immediately like (laughs) just with no context, just just dumped a picture of Rich Cotite in there, and I immediately wanted to like just ben wasprey anybody in the warehouse dude <laughs> like fuck man no oof fuck
1: y'all have had some duds
0: yes <laughs> yes I richie kotite think- ray rhodes ray rhodes oh. though one coach of the year i think the ap coach of the year in like 95 which is like what what was everyone else doing in 1995 <laughs> because i don't really like that was the year of the goal line stand i think against uh or the fourth and one stop against dallas uh that was year like romanowski was there ricky waters it was okay but i don't remember that year being like this is special i mean i was only eight i think seven or eight so like my memory's not all there i do remember it yeah but i i don't remember being like this year was fun let's see 95 is what uh what did the super bowl end up being Was that the 95 it ended up being so that season ended up being i believe if i had the if it's it, it was either 95 or 96 that he won if it was 95 the super bowl that year was that was your far of one against uh, okay. uh so new the england patriots, the yeah. bledsoe patriots
1: Bledsoe and brett
0: yeah Favre. dude
1: okay so you had parcells run wild in new england yeah
0: you mean to tell me home green couldn't have won coach of the year that year Or was it just like they were supposed to be good, the Eagles were supposed to... Like, that's back when we were just...
1: Yeah. Gross. You guys might have just... Not good. Because if Waters is there, you guys might have just switched gear too, right?
0: That was... We switched... We went to the Midnight Greens in 96. So 95 was our last year in the Kelly Greens that hopefully come back next year. Mm -hmm. I almost... It's funny because I was on Fanatics over the weekend... The Same. City Edition banners, dude. Yeah. I Your boy tipped several back Saturday night, and I was like, you know what? I have to. The Sixers Edition one, I have to. I, I can't not buy. Dude. So.
1: Yeah, again, I know this is uh, more Eagles-based, and we have a pod where we talk gear. Yeah, but fuck but, it. They can
0: deal with it. They can listen to it here and there, at Gear Freaks Pod on IG and Twitter. Subscribe, rate, and review on all podcast platforms. Boom. The,
1: y'all City Edition logo, just oh, the 76, oh, it's, dude, it's so good. Isn't it? It is incredible.
0: I hate that we only played with like seven dudes the other night. <laughs> in those, yeah. Maxie went off though, man. Thirty nine.
1: Yeah, he, he he went nuts. I'm like looking at the score and I'm like, who is this kid? Look at yeah, him go. dude. Yeah. We've we've yet to have that. Uh, <laughs> I downloaded the uh, the Suns app. Which is great because now I can actually keep track of how they're doing. Yeah, dude. But then I also can keep track of how they're doing. <laughs> so there's see, good and bad. I see Jay Crowder putting up nothing. Right. And he's not. There's no dishes. There's yeah. no bounds. Like he's not grab. He's not grabbing boards. I'm
0: like, right. why is this guy? He's got still getting run. Minutes? Why? Like <laughs> zero. Like he's
1: got zeros across the board. Why yeah. is he on the court? What Get him is off. he?
0: Why is he taking up space?
1: Get him out of there. <laughs> But, I mean, he's the starter, so.
0: Right, right. What do I know about What are you going to do? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So, Gear Freaks this week, tomorrow, what do we have for the people?
1: Uh, So, you were very happy this week because we finally yeah. got to talk about the Flyers. We did. And sweet, sweet Flyers gear. Yes. And your boy over here came to a realization about Flyers gear, which I will not give away. But uh, <laughs> also, you know... Make sure you listen because a surprise comes up towards the end. Like yeah. a, a surprise rivalry
0: that we yes. did not see coming. I, yeah, that, that shocked me. The reasoning makes all the sense in the world, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But it was still like when you've been living one way your entire life mm-hmm. and you hear another like. You know, it's like a political thing. Like, you know, you can never, you know what I mean? Like one side's never going to convince the other. And I don't want to get down the road of what the hell's been going on this past week for fuck's sake in this, whatever it is anymore. But like one side's never going to convince the other. right? You know what I mean? Like you're never going to convince me that it's not the pens or that Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be. Right. There's a reason why the first game, like to me, it's the biggest rivalry in all of hockey. I don't even think it's debatable. Mind you, I'm partial, and a lot of that is because the Avs and the Wings are no longer what it once was, and right. one's in the East, one Detroit's in the East now, and, you know, the Avs are in the West. But, like, there's a reason why Flyers-Pens is the first hockey game of the entire fucking season on Wednesday night at 5.30. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're kicking the season off with. Yeah, And I cannot fucking wait.
1: I could make a case for Boston in the Habs. Yes, but I don't know that it's as hot as it used to be.
0: Right, right. Because the Habs aren't. They got they gave us a they gave us a, a a fight you know during the quarterfinals in the bubble but, and they're pesky but mm-hmm. they're not
1: they're not the Habs of old.
0: Yeah, it's not like when you had Ray Boric and Patrick Waugh on opposite sides. You know, right. remember when Andy Moog was the goalie for the Bruins?
1: <laughs> yes, What's up
0: nineteen ninety. God bless Christ Almighty, dude. <laughs> It was yeah, it was it was it was fun, man. It was fun talking Flyers with uh with Chris. He's got his own YouTube channel. Check it out Flyers Fan Mania 93 on YouTube. He's also the co-host of the Flyered Up podcast which you can find on all podcast platforms as well. He was actually uh supposed to come on this pod this evening and talk about the Flyers and the season starting in 48 hours. But, and I hated to do it to my guy, but it's not every day that the head coach gets fired in Philly, so I called an audible hey let's let's do the postpone deal rain delay and uh and here we are, Doug Peterson, that era officially over in Philly, as we said, you have the news come out yesterday that uh Jeff Lurie, Doug Peterson were going to meet today. And Lori wanted Peterson to convince him that he could mend the fence with Carson Wentz. Whatever the hell happened there with their relationship, he wanted to make sure that he could fix it. He wanted to be convinced of it. That did not happen. So at about two o'clock this afternoon is when the news broke. Okay, Doug Peterson is out. And holla fucking lula, holla fucking lula. Good news, good news. A little bittersweet though, in 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 some ways in which we'll get into now. This dynamic, and it's funny because we talk. Culture is very. I will always believe, as somebody that played and coached, that culture is a very underrated part of the game. You need it. It, it in 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 some cases, it's as important as talent. You can have all the talent in the world. that's happened before. Look at the fucking dream team year back in two thousand eleven as Eagles fans, right? You bring in all this talent, and, you know, the, it, it doesn't mesh. The culture's a mesh. You got a lot of egos. It's a disaster. Culture is underrated. And the culture had become a certain way with this team over the, over the past few years, right? So Chip Kelly leaves. That was a disaster. Doug Peterson comes in, and you have, coupled with Carson Wentz's arrival, you have sort of a new era uh, in, in Philly with these guys, and things start to look good. You know, Super Bowl happens. The second year, they're both there. Holy shit, this is starting to look, you know, the new norm, as Doug Peterson called it. God damn, that didn't. That aged as well as milk, that quote. So, but you have all these things, man. Again, the culture aspect where you see the Super Bowl run, where you see Jeff Lurie, uh, an old, old as fuck white Jewish owner of an NFL franchise, dancing in the locker room after the NFC Championship game with, you know, with black guys like Garrett Blunt, you know Fletcher Cox, things of that nature, dancing, looking like a dumbass, but it's it's all good, it's all love. Everybody was enjoying themselves. It was all it was, as Malcolm Jenkins used to always say, "We all we got, we all we need." That's what it was. That is what it was as an Eagles fan, and that shit can take you a long way. But a lot of crucial guys in that sense had had left. You know, Chris Long retired. Uh, he was he was a big part of that run even though he's a rotational guy. Huge part in in those couple years. Malcolm Jenkins leaves. Clearly felt disrespected. Has thrown shots at Howie Roseman along the way that he didn't feel after everything he had given to this city and this team on and off the field that he felt respected. So that's why he went back to New Orleans. He felt wanted there and respected and appreciated there. So that's what you get. He ended up weighing in as well uh, on this situation. We'll get to that here shortly. So you've got that culture element where things had become so good so good and just like that they start to go down the shitter you have you know the 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 Carson Wentz Jalen Hurts dynamic and the Carson Wentz Doug Peterson dynamic and you know winning winning helps everything man when te- first of all let's say that you know it didn't 411 and 1 plays a huge part And why things have played out this year and why some of this shit has come out with this team the way it has that these reports are surfacing so let's be clear on that winning is winning cures all but that culture had now become uh doug peterson a week ago against washington week 17 openly tanking the game as we talked about last week and again Don't get me wrong. I would have, as a draft nerd and just as a fan of the team, I would have been pissed if we beat Washington and we ended up having the ninth pick. I would have been mad. We lose. We got the sixth pick, but there's a way to do it. Just start Nate Sudfeld if you want to get him snaps. Because you, oh, we didn't want to risk Jalen Hurts getting injured. And, you know, you sit everybody else and you throw Jalen Hurts out there. And then, you know, Hurts gets, you know, Hurts looks okay. The game's competitive. So you pull him and you put Sudfeld in there basically, you know, to to ruin the game and what message does that send to Nate Sudfeld a guy that has been with this team for four years what message does that send to him hey I want to lose this game so you fucking go in there I mean I'm not saying you should be concerned with the you know the psyche of the third string quarterback but at the end of the day the guy is still part of the team and he's clearly somebody that has a level of respect in that locker room you know so there's that He pulls Jalen Hurts. You can see Jalen Hurts on the sideline saying, I did my part. This is bullshit. And how are you... How can you go forward with either Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts when clearly you have Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz have heat? Now you've got Jalen Hurts being spotted on the sideline saying this is bullshit. So if you... you, Somehow find a way to trade Wentz, and now you go, okay, Jalen Hurts is the guy. Now you're going to ask Jalen Hurts to trust the guy that pulled him from the game when clearly it pissed him off. So either way, after last week, it became clear Peterson's got to go. Peterson's got to go. The culture is just a shithole now. It's a disaster. You also have, you know, players. He's lost a locker room. But I do think there's a way to go about that as well. And I like Jeff Lurie as an owner, and I appreciate him. But I will say this. Using the media, you know, to to quasi-threaten to fire your head coach, if you don't get him to go along with coaching staff decisions, is less than ideal. Okay? There had become a a level of – You know, the front office wants certain guys on the staff with Doug Peterson and made him get rid of Mike Groh last year as offensive coordinator. And, you know, Doug Peterson wanted to elevate Press Taylor to offensive coordinator this year, and he wanted to bring back Corey Undlin. (coughs) Who at one point was a secondary coach for this team and ended up going to Detroit, and you know Detroit's defense was so fucking bad this year. So Peterson wants to bring him back, and again, Doug Peterson clearly has proven that he's not able to really manage his coaching staff. He's proven that time and time again in the past. But at the same time, it's not the job of the owner or the GM. I mean, you can, but those guys should not be meddling in the head coach's ability or inability to hire and fire guys on his staff. That is a head coach's gig. That is a head coach's job. The head coach should be in, should be able to put his own staff together. It's his staff, point blank, and I will say that. In terms of Jeff Lurie, whatever the dynamic was there with him and Howie trying to get Doug Peterson to let certain guys go, you know, if 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 Peterson did stand up and say, "No, I want Mike Groh here," then then I, as much as I wanted him out of here, I credit Peterson for that. That sh- that's part of it. And then Ian Rappaport, to that to that point, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network tweeted out. After speaking with two people close to Eagles coach Doug Peterson, it sounds like this is what it boiled down to. Doug Peterson was tired of people telling him what to do. Now that, (laughs) you take that several different ways. As I just said, I get the fact that Peterson wants to assemble his own staff, and I get that, and I fully support it. However, you work for Jeff Lurie. He's the owner of the team. We all work for somebody, right? I don't think anybody wants to go to work every day and be told what to do, necessarily. But, you know, that's kind of the way it works, man. It's kind of the way it works for everybody. Oh, I don't want to be told what to do. Well, fuck, most people don't wake up in the morning and go, man, I can't wait to go to work. I I, I want to go to work and be somebody's bitch today. No, of course not. But while Peterson should have had that right to assemble his own staff and, you know, make moves, hire fire guys as he so chose. At the same time, you do work for somebody. Jeff Florey signed your paychecks, point blank. And I just, the optics there are a little, I don't know if that's wording of Ian Rappaport or whatever the case may be, but the optics there are kind of bizarre, especially when you have a guy in Doug Peterson that, you know, let's be honest, ever since the Super Bowl, eh, What's happened since Frank Reich left and John D. Filippo left? It's all been slowly going downhill, and it shines light on Doug Peterson and who he is as a guy that you got to be a certain type of personality as head coach. You know, it, it this is why a lot of reasons, a lot of a lot of times, guys, you know, your Norv Turner's and it, it, there's there's coordinators and there's head coaches. You know, like Pat Shermer. He can't be a head coach. Fine, okay, coordinator, whatever. But you don't want that guy running your fucking team on the field. You know, that's the way I look at it from the standpoint of Doug Peterson. Okay, you don't want to be told what to do. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, man, that's part of it. Fight for your right to assemble a staff. If if they're not able to acquiesce to you, then you guys hash it out. But at the end of the day, to go out there and make the moves that you did on national TV – is embarrassing to the to the game, for one. And I'm not trying to be like the fucking, you know, Brian McCann of the NFL, you know, Joe Judge, fake tough guy here. But you can't, when you do that on national TV, it's just you let yourself, you open the window for everything that's flooded in through the past week. That's all you're doing. And then a week later, you know, today, the breaking news happens, he's fired. And it's crazy if you look at it because... His first year as head coach in 2016, the birds go seven and nine. Right, not awesome, but it was uh, coming off the Chip Kelly experiment. It, it, it was a respectable seven and nine. It was Carson Wentz's first year; he showed promise. Like there, there was hope there. There was hope there. The 2017 season, his second season, Doug Peterson, you win the Super Bowl. You're thinking, "Fuck, man, second year." Second year to win the Super Bowl? I mean, think of, think of coaches that have, that have done that in this league. Mike Tomlin, I believe, is one of them. Uh, I think Pete Carroll may have won it in his second year in Seattle. I'm not positive off the top of my head. I know Tomlin won his first one in Pittsburgh. Like, that's that's fucking rare. People, dudes just don't do that. You know what I mean? When you're Super Bowl in the second year as a head coach. So you're thinking it, at that point when that happens, as an Eagles fan, you're going, okay, we're set for a while. But – as guys left, Frank Reich, John Filippo again, you get into the 2018 season, Alshon Jeffrey drops that pass in the Dome against New Orleans. You're one drop pass away from possibly being in the NFC Championship game. Then last year, 2019, the Jadavion Clowney cheap shot to Carson Wentz. You lost in the wild card to Seattle. A lot of fluky shit those last couple of years post-Super Bowl. <coughs> Then you get to this year, four eleven and one implosion, and you're fired now at the end of the day, there is a slow progression downhill, but it doesn't mean that this team was not viable the entire time again i I was sitting up here talking Super Bowl, possibly before the season started. If Carson stayed healthy and you know he did, he didn't look good, but you know i again, part of that goes to Doug Peterson and whatever was going on with them behind the scenes. That's Doug Peterson's job as a supposed former quarterback and a quarterback guru and the offensive genius that called the Philly special and all this shit. Your job is to make sure you can help your quarterback along. You're the head coach for a reason. <clears throat> so when you look at this, you know, I, I remember saying after, after the Super Bowl happened and You could start to see kind of the wonky play calling going on because that that Philly special in the Super Bowl and the way everything happened, it brought a lot of egos to this organization. Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson. You know, that Super Bowl was a blessing and a curse. Now you can see once the Super Bowl year coaching staff started kind of, you know, branching out and going elsewhere and you're left strictly with Doug Peterson, you can see truly – who he was as a play caller. This play calling situation was not suddenly a disaster this year. It's been that way. It's been fucking bizarre. So, again, that Super Bowl, and he should know this, Doug Peterson. He played here. He coached here under Andy Reid. That, that Super Bowl is not going to guarantee you a decade of employment in Philly. It's just not. It's not going to give you that same cushion that it would in, you know, Detroit or you know Nashville Tennessee or whatever the case may be that's not how this this fan base is how this organization is bottom line and now three years after winning the Super Bowl he's out of here again after that tank job against the football team you can't tell me that even if Carson Wentz were to get out of here and you keep Jalen Hurts, right, all the Jalen Hurts people out there, and again, I don't want to do Carson versus Jalen Hurts right now. There's the entire summer to do that. I'm sure there's going to be a competition in camp, yada, yada. But you expect Doug Peterson to stick around and to coach Jalen Hurts after you picked up on camera. This is bullshit? Now again, I mean, that could be just a one-off. I'm in the heat of the moment as a competitor. You pulled me from the game. Yeah, I'm fucking pissed, but I'll get over it. But at the same time, you can't just take that. You've got to look at the entire situation. And Jim Schwartz leaves. There's a lot of moving parts on this coaching staff, on this team. And if you're Jeff Lurie, you've got to look at it and go, okay, we went from a contender to a disaster like that. I've got to do something to get control of my organization again, my franchise. And I think he made the right move. I will say this. I think Howie Roseman should have already been gone. The GM. I th- he, Howie Roseman should have already been gone. Point blank. And he's going to stay around. Chip Kelly, again, had it right for all the, all the fuck-ups Chip Kelly had here as he had Howie Roseman pegged as a weasel. And he is. That Super Bowl again. He, how he's great in free agency, for the most part, right? Darius Slay, you trade a third rounder when you got two to Detroit, and you still have a third rounder in your back pocket for for a top notch corner when it's a need. He's great in free agency, but he's not so good in the draft. This is three bad drafts in a row. Collectively, there's some picks I like, and it's still the jury's still out on Jalen Rager, guys like that. You know, let's see what happens now when you get, you know. You get another offensive mind in this motherfucker and see what they utilize, how they utilize Jalen Rager's skill set. But we're at a point now where Howie Roseman is officially going to be conducting his third head coaching search in eight years. Third. Howie Roseman, you motherfucker, do not fuck this up. Do not fuck this up, because I I look at this and I go, okay, Howie Roseman should, in theory, a, first of all, he should already be gone. He should have been gone before Doug Peterson because it feels to a degree, and again, I'm not here to like defend Doug, right, when I've ripped his play calling all year and and wanted him out of here myself. but it feels a little bit like Doug Peterson died for the sins of Howie Roseman. Now again doug peterson whatever happened between him and carson that is on him but i don't think how he did either of them doug or carson i don't think he did them the best service that he could as a general manager i don't point blank offensive line depth has been neglected this receiving core is a mess when you're sitting here relying on Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun, get, get Deshaun Jackson the fuck out of here. You know, he gets injured during the coin toss, for Christ's sake, and this is a guy we're still hanging around and wearing number 10 jerseys because he had a punt return 10 years ago. Come on. You know, but this is – this should be – I don't know if Howie Roseman has something on Jeff Lurie. Like, it feels like Taysom Hill has something on Sean Payton in New Orleans, but – This feels like it should be coming up, even though it felt like this entire year was. 2021 needs to be Howie Roseman's, okay, motherfucker, you're on notice. I'm going to give you one more draft. You got us into salary cap hell. You now have the sixth pick in the draft. You're going to be picking at the top of every round, except for the fourth round because we don't have one of those anymore because you traded away a couple years ago for fucking Jannard Avery to Cleveland, who's not even on the goddamn roster anymore. But aside from that, you're picking at the top of every round. So there is no excuse you have to nail at least half of these picks and get good players, starters. Not JJR Sega Whitesides, not Davion Taylors, guys like that. You need to get fucking players with these picks. Point blank. And if you don't, your ass is out of here. That's why I don't like, I do not like the fact that Howie Roseman is going to be able to hire the next head coach of this team. I don't, because let whoever it may be, okay, you hire this coach. If you're Jeff Laurie, you sign him to a four or five-year contract, you're paying him. Do you really, do you entrust that Howie Roseman, do you entrust him for that length of a tenure, again, on the back end of what he's already fucked up? Because if you don't, then why allow him to choose the next direction that this franchise goes in? Because you could potentially have a situation where this isn't an organization that's going to fire a head coach after a year. And nor should it be, because there's probably not going to be a winning season here for a couple years, people. Let's realize it. If there is, yay, we'll pop tops and we'll celebrate. But I wouldn't bet your house on it. So say whoever the head coaching candidate is that Howie Roseman brings in, the next head coach of this team, he's not going anywhere immediately. So now you're going to have a, head co- a situation where you have a head coach that another GM could potentially inherit That's not the head coach that the new GM, hypothetically, whenever we get to that point, that's not, he didn't hire that head coach. Who's to say that he's not going to come in and go, "Yeah, fuck this guy. I didn't hire him. I want to bring in my guy. That's part of it. This is a league of egos. Guys want to put their staff together, their team together. That's what they do. All right, there is no bigger ego than Howie Roseman. In this, lock, in this organization, anyway. So, having him pick the next coach of this organization feels kind of, just feels gross. It just feels gross because I don't trust him. I don't trust him to not fuck up the six overall pick. You, you want me to trust him with the next direction of this franchise and the guy that you're going to, okay, now the direct, it's clear that Jeff Laurie is is more, he wants Carson to stay that's the reason peterson's out of here so whoever you bring in next it better be somebody that's going to that you give carson the optimal opportunity to exceed point blank and again you've already delayed yourself by a week in doing so you've already delayed yourself by a week so you better bring in the best guy that you believe can not not protect your investment because that's how job to a degree through the draft and free agency which he's proven not to be great at but you need to get a guy in here that can get the most out of your investment clearly doug peterson wasn't it clearly doug peterson wasn't it so again having a guy like howie roseman entrusting him with okay reboot button again set us up for the next era just doesn't feel it doesn't feel i don't feel like i just got out of the shower when i say that okay it it feels like you're just you're in a in a in a bathroom with piss on the floor and okay so this is this is the route we're going down here we're going to entrust this guy who's messed up quite a few drafts for us and clearly just you know uh, Ego, ego the size of the entire area of Delco, and that that's what we're going with. I don't get it, but regardless, I guess some change is better than no change. I guess there's that. Positive note is with Howie Roseman, I do not know that this makes a difference. Okay? There's two guys that... I have mentioned as the next head coach. And this was pre-today, obviously. This was before Peterson was gone. But the two guys that I have looked at, you've heard the name Brian Dable on this podcast before, offensive coordinator of the Bills. You know, we had Sarah on a couple weeks ago. She said the same thing. That's who she wanted. Brian Dable is a hot name right now among this fan base, has been. I've been on the Brian Dable bandwagon for two months now. Watching what he does, and I'll say this. The Buffalo Bills offense is just filthy loaded. It's disgusting. They're so good. But watching what he does with that talent and with that offense, again, Josh Allen was a guy that that came out of Wyoming, and the knock on him was kind of similar to Carson in a way. Lack of accuracy, right? Although Carson was never Josh Allen-level bad coming out of Wyoming. Joshua, Josh Allen, when he came out of Wyoming, was completing about 57% of his passes, 59, somewhere around there. Look at him now. Look at him now. Look at his mechanics, how they've improved this year. He's got – Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't having the year he's having, if Patrick Mahomes wasn't a thing, Josh Allen's your MVP. They're never going to give it to him over Patrick Mahomes. It's like LeBron in the NBA. You can always make the argument, okay, yeah, Pat Mahomes is the MVP. We get it. Aaron Rodgers is back, the old Aaron Rodgers this year. He's pissed off they drafted Jordan Love. So he had to show out again and remind everybody he's still alive. But if it wasn't for those two, Josh Allen's your MVP, and I still think you can make the argument for Josh Allen possibly over both of those dudes in a way. Now, I'm not giving all of the credit to Brian Dable for Josh Allen's turnaround and him breaking out this year and being an MVP candidate, but he certainly has a hand in it. He's a fucking offensive coordinator of the team, and watch the way that guy calls a game. The creativity. My man brought his A game in that playoff game against Indianapolis, against Frank Reich. Right? Brian Dable brought it. This is a guy that commits to the run game with Devin Singletary, who averages about what Frank Gore averages a carry. Devin Singletary is nowhere near as talented as Miles Sanders is nowhere near they're not even the same fucking galaxy in my opinion Miles Sanders is a monster you know how I feel about him imagine if Brian Dable had Miles Sanders to work with as opposed to Devin Singletary in three three and a half yards of carry I'm guessing off the top of my head when you have Miles Sanders who can get you 6.2 yards of carry You have Jalen Rager. You can kind of utilize him as the Stephon Diggs type piece. Maybe use Jamar Chase that same way if you get him in the draft, Devontae Smith. You know, and, and Carson is, you know, similar in build to Josh Allen. I think there are some similarities there. Although I think Carson is more talented than Josh Allen is. I just think it takes the right guy. Clearly Peterson's not it. Lightning in a bottle happened in 2017. So, the good news is with Howie Roseman, and I don't know what the hell this is worth, but Howie Roseman and Brian Dable both have the same agent, Bob Lamont. So, you know, again, Brian Dable's already interviewed with San Diego, hadn't been hired yet. There is no second interview scheduled that I know of, although, again, he's out there trying to win a Super Bowl, Dable is. So, that's where his mindset is, opposed to, okay, where am I going to coach next? I'm sure that's in the back of his head because he's more than likely going to come away with one of these vacancies. But at the end of the day, he's trying to get that chip. Again, Brian Dable always been my first choice, has been for a couple months now. And the other guy I've said here multiple times on the pod, elevate running back Coach Deuce Staley. Elevate him. If you're not going to go out and get Brian Dable, that's the only you know non-in-house candidate I would look at and consider. If not – Elevate Deuce. Elevate Deuce. He deserves it. Been here for for years, as we said, as a player through coaching staffs. He's still here. Malcolm Jenkins, of all people, that knows this locker room, knows the guys, knows the city, knows everything, right? Was a huge reason why the Super Bowl happened three years ago. We all we got, we all we need. He's still alive in New Orleans in the playoffs, but he tweeted out, Deuce Staley, hashtag next man up. Every time he stood in front of the team, he had the attention and respect of everyone in the room. The embodiment of what it means to be an Eagle in a coach. Fucking A. Fucking A. That's a guy that's not even, you're not even paying him anymore. He's in another locker room, but he knows the guys that are in there. He knows how they react to a guy that's been in the building for years. There you go. This coaching search does not seem that complicated to me. It really doesn't. But watch how Howie Roseman will botch this motherfucker, because <laughs> I've I've already seen on the on the on the socials that there is reported interest in Chiefs quarterback coach Mike Kafka. Now, and that was a strategic clearing my nose out after mentioning his name, by the way. I did that intentionally just for the record. Mike Kafka is a guy who was – he was drafted in 2010, you know, uh, out of Northwestern, late-round pick, fifth or sixth round, I believe. He was actually got my very first Eagles game, the 2013 home opener uh, at the link against the Giants. That was when Vic was starting. And actually, no, 2011 home opener. I got my years fucked up. Okay, so 2011 home opener against the Giants was my very first Eagles game uh, in person. Went, Michael Vick got hurt early, and Mike Kafka was the guy that came in and played the rest of the game. And it was not very impressive. We left with a loss, and I got shit-faced. But, you know, there's – there's he, he played here. Um, again, there's the Andy Reid connection, which – is what Peterson you know that that was the thing there as well uh, aside from my bias and my desire to have Brian Dable and or do Staley as the next head coach of the team you can't hire Mike Kafka you, you it, look the quarterback coach of the Chiefs is not you have Pat Mahomes like you're not like what fuck do you think you're gonna do really with Mike fucking Kafka honestly he coaches Pat Mahomes. Mm. You're gonna fucking bring him in. You already brought in an assistant coach from Kansas City under Andy Reid. You just fired his ass. Let's go do the same thing. That's what we talked before about. You know, okay, we're we're not gonna do completely the same thing we, we that we did last year by bringing these three dudes back. <laughs> we're gonna can one and we're gonna do the same fucking thing we did five years ago and expect a different result insanity the literal definition of insanity is doing the same shit over and over again and expecting a different result you fucking idiots do not hire mike kafka (sighs) okay and i didn't even mean to clear my nose after saying his name a second time again but you know i don't know there it is both times now it has to be a thing it's a bit now to that point (laughs) okay interest in Mike Kafka why would you hire the quarterback coach of the guy that coaches Pat Mahomes right do you really think he's got a huge hand in that guy's gross talent being his gross talent fuck no who else got a job off of being the quarterback coach of a super awesome quarterback Adam Gase who's got an interview with the Eagles on Wednesday Justin oh Adam fucking Gase. Why? It is scheduled. The guy that just got fired by the Dolphins a few years ago and the fucking Jets. Why? Because we have fucking. We're just, just. There's a That's reason not I think. smart, Dude, <laughs> there's a reason why it says Eagles Autism Awareness in the end zone. We're just. The organization is just. They've lost it, dude.
1: That is not smart in any sense of the. I- nope. I was going to jump in and ask you cuz I think the hot rumor going around is that Urban Meyer's coming to the pros. Yes. And uh, I was going to ask you about that, but
0: how? <laughs> okay, so for to that, I hate Urban Meyer and this well, isn't even as a Penn State fan right, but okay, so let's say his like coaching what? First of all, the the main th- you can't recruit. You don't recruit in the NFL. Mm-mm. So, that strike. Yep. You know, you can't have nothing but like mobile quarterbacks everywhere. Strike two. Uh-huh. So hypothetically, if he can get past one or two and be able to win, you know, the moment he has a losing season, he's going to invent some fucking fake health crisis and and bail again because that's what he does. Yeah. Like, uh, so I mean, his track
1: record in college. Yeah. What Utah? He got ranked Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Uh, Florida. Yep and then ohio state yep gross am am i missing yeah yeah am i missing one
0: no that's those are the ones out of bowling green utah florida osu
1: and i think of those ohio state is the closest to pro ball Mm -hmm. but uh,
0: i don't know man it's still
1: ohio state
0: right right like it's not it this whole like oh you can take the best college team like you know, Bam and Ohio State played tonight for the national title. Like this idea that you could take like take the national championship, fuck that national title game, by the way. Just gross. Yeah. I never thought I would say this ever in my life. Roll fucking tide. <laughs> I hate even saying that I will never say it again. But it's out there now for people to whatever, have fun roll with roll with
1: the elephant.
0: <laughs> right, right. Roll with the crimson the, the gray elephant in the crimson tide. But I just I can't Ohio State just gross. Yeah. It's it's the Cowboys of college football for me. But, but yeah, it like you can't. Whoever went, you can't take Bama or Ohio State and put them against Jacksonville. Like Jacksonville would beat the fuck out of them. Yeah,
1: well, it, and
0: and that happens every year, and it's it, so dumb. There's,
1: there's the, the cases of it actually working are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Spurrier got ran out of the league. Because, <laughs> I mean, part of that is Washington,
0: but the like, old ball coach. But, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see who who else. Well, I mean, Carroll. But he also had prior NFL experience.
0: He did. He did. Before
1: going back to college and then coming back to the pros. Right.
0: Right. He is still a very old cheerleader. Yeah. Just that he looks like Ellen DeGeneres, just (laughs) gnawing gum and just.
1: But who else? Like.
0: There's not a lot, man. There's not. That's it. That I can. I mean, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma is now like the hot. I saw somebody. Oh, give Lincoln Riley a blank check. Get the fuck out of here, man.
1: Didn't Saban come? Coached the Dolphins for like a year or two. He
0: did, and then he like, I think he he Saban didn't like the fact that like the guys he was coaching make more than him, (laughs) so he was like, yeah, no, I want to go back to being like the guy. Yeah, I want to tell these fuckers what's up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know,
0: down in Tuscaloosa, (laughs) and just have them buy me a new house all the time.
1: I just, it's, I'm I'm trying to think of any any other instance where it worked.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot. And it,
1: it never happens. No, it, it never happens. And you, ha- the best case is to hire from within. Yes, somebody who already knows the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you know, I hate to repeat myself. Honestly, Deuce Daily seems like it makes the most sense.
0: I would love Deuce, man. I still, I give the edge to Dable. Because I think if he
1: doesn't take the Chargers gig. Yeah.
0: And I and that's mainly, I'm not trying to be like, you know, Carson guy, sound the trumpet, bang the drum again. But I think he would, he's very good offensively. Mm-hmm. He's a great mind. And I think with what he's done with Josh Allen, I think he'd be perfect for Carson. So there's a little bit of like, I don't know if you want to call it bias there, but like, I, th- I mean, and I'm not saying the deuce couldn't do any of that shit. You know, I mean again, he's a guy that would be respected as fuck in that locker room.
1: Yeah, which you probably need at this point. Which is
0: great, right. What a what a concept. And you know? he was a
1: back, so like I don't know, you've got a good back.
0: Maybe we'll run the ball more than nine times a game. So Jesus, what an idea, man. <laughs>
1: this is just this is just from guy who doesn't watch nfl anymore this is just from
0: right but you know we have pal common sense you know what jeff laurie and howie roseman don't have that
1: it's, it's bizarre to me but some of these decisions <laughs> that i can make
0: yeah i can yeah. make these you got a good back give him the ball that's it man you're down by you're down by three points why are we th- why are we chucking it everywhere why is Carson taking seven-step drops uh, behind an offensive line that are like you've got turnstiles out there?
1: You've you, you've run down your guy, Mm-hmm. and you're basically <laughs> running out the clock on the season, essentially. Right. Just give the ball. Just hand hand the ball off. Right. That's it. Let's just go. I mean, if we if we grab some W's on the way out, and cool. Eke into the
0: playoffs. Awesome. If not. And at what point do you go, like, there were times out at Gosnell's up the road, coaching the fucking Fox Hill, what would be the football team now, (laughs) because they can't go by that name anymore. Like, because I very much had, and I'm not NFL head coach that won a Super Bowl and got paid, but, like, you have have your philosophies and your shit you believe in. Mm. But you know what doesn't always happen? The game doesn't go the way you want it to or the way you think it's going to. So every now and then, you know what you got to do? adjust adjust not in, hard in the man
1: fell like it's you it's pretty much a constant. you have to
0: exactly you have to constantly adjust yeah you know you know who's what the this is? bill walsh's <laughs>
1: bill walsh
0: i love that guy r.i.p him uh, R.I.P. him
1: i, I w- needed to correct a mistake from earlier yes gear freaks this week is actually xfl part
0: one. Oh shit
1: yeah flyers is next week the only re- i got confused because i put that one up on the patreon today okay okay so it's xfl part one. Oh, dude and
0: not that the flyers episode is not great because it is listen especially to that one next week yeah exactly <laughs> i think if you listen to this pod more than likely you will want to hear the flyers one because yay but the xfl episode was also a blast oh it
1: was yeah
0: <laughs> i mean they all are but that was just going back through Again, don't want to give too much away, but my god, <laughs> there's some oof
1: and one team where we were both like I can't believe we both really like these.
0: <laughs> right, dude. There's there's it was very it was a fun uh it was a fun time travel back to uh being 13 <laughs> at the time in 2001 cuz I remember I remember watching, like I still watch wrestling at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, wrestling, football, yay!" What and, concept? I f- right, but I found out quickly, like, yeah, this wasn't not a not a good call by by uh, by Dick Ebersol or Vince McMahon. <laughs> nope. Stay in your Twice. lane, guys. Right, <laughs> right. We just so we're going to eventually touch on uh, the the most recently failed edition yes. of the XFL.
1: Although to its credit, it was getting rave reviews uh COVID yeah. killed it.
0: yes and it wasn't it, it wasn't it wasn't awful man it wasn't like i wasn't going out of my way to find like to be home for st louis battle hawks games god i can't wait but right but i was you know if i was sitting around the house and yeah. you know got a beer like eh, fucking ain't nothing else on
1: here let's watch some xfl right let me check out he hate me yeah you
0: know, but. <laughs> let me check out jerry Glanville and the tampa bay vipers just dude God,
1: i can't wait for part two
0: right i know dude i can't wait to see what fucking Dwayne does with I it know, now man. that he bought it hopefully he's gonna do something cool i just wish that guy would go away he's kind of he's not the tennessee titans because for different reasons but like does Dwayne not know it's like you can you're allowed to say no dude <laughs> no
1: he doesn't clearly you don't every well price bro like <laughs> right I, on one hand it's like man i i can respect the hustle the grind like, oh 100% but dude is he's what 50 and look at him oh yeah no 100%
0: dude jesus right. i mean you know that's not all natural yeah no there's some hockey assists in there but, but he's
1: but he's definitely doing the work
0: you got to do maintenance right you got to you got to do upkeep you know what i mean you can't just sit around and and, and eat hagen daws all day
1: the the have you ever watched any of his cheat meals on insta
0: no what are they are they like
1: 12 pizzas couple pies my man yeah he's cutting he yeah
0: he so he's he's going hard
1: he goes yeah
0: that's the best way though and this is how i found out like okay stop being high octane gross because when I was doing, and I need to we're still early in the year, thankfully, and you know when the new when the calendar turns, we all think we need to do things differently because we can't just do it in November anyway, i guess, <laughs> but like okay like i'm gonna i I should be less people, probably, you know I've always been like a a bigger dude, yeah, but like you know let's let's get it together man get get your act together, and like a few years ago, I was doing uh the p ninety x back when that was hot, oh yeah. The guy worked with uh, goes, hey, I've got it. If you just get me, this is so it was actually more than a few years ago because I'm about to date how while ago this was. <laughs> Go get me some blank DVDs, <laughs> and I will, I will, I will burn these for you. Wow, right? So we're talking like 2011 here, wow. man. <laughs> like we were past the Napster phase, yeah. but. That was still a thing that that you had in the CD tower was burners, burned
1: DVDs.
0: So I went to uh, I went to the Rite Aid up there in Willow Oaks back before that RIP'd and moved. Uh, you know, half a mile up the road. Um, shout out to local seven five seven talk. <laughs> but I went there and bought like a pack of DVDs and I brought it to him and he comes back and he gives me the fucking DVDs and like. <sighs> Me and my guy Ballard, we were, like, really into it because he was down here. from. He was my guy that goes to VCU and everything or went there and lives in Asheville now. I've referenced him before on the pod. But, like, he was down here for up here uh, for, like, the holidays or some shit. And he and I were doing it together. And we would do the whole deal, man, like, you know, okay, let's, like, I'm going to resist the urge to go go to Bojangles, you know, <laughs> Monday through Friday. So Saturday was cheat day. And I remember, it's funny, I just went Bobo's because we went to Bobo's one Saturday morning for like our first cheat day, right? Like we were we were good boys the entire week. And I was like, okay, cheat day is Saturday. Where do you want to go? Like, let's go to Bobo's. Okay, cool. So we go and we sat in because this was pre the 19 and you could still do that.
1: Yeah. And I was I like, remember.
0: okay, if you, right, I know, right? What are the good old days? And I always like to, it's like, okay, if we're going to do, if it's cheat day if it's going to happen, I think going in is the way to go because you can get free refills at the Soda Fountain. That's right. And, you know. I mean, no one needs
1: free soda refills, but it is a draw.
0: Oh, it's such a it's so worth Yeah. It's such a win, dude. Yeah. Few things in life beverage-wise you ever that go don't suicide? What's that?
1: Oh, man, I am quite a bit older than you. Mix everything?
0: Oh, dude, no. Yeah. Good.
1: Sometimes, depending on, depending
0: on the on The choices?
1: Right. Okay. You, you really have to vet the choices, because if if, le- <laughs> if they sneak a lemonade in there, oh, it's you're ruined. done for.
0: Oh, it's ruined. So you have to go everything in there. You can't and do the skip. Everything. Okay. Right. Yep. That's interesting. I might have to try that, though. But I can see, lemonade would, would funk it up. Root beer probably is another.
1: Root beer is a very hit or miss, because there's some stuff that it goes really well with. Okay. Right. But then there's some- st- that it just clash. It's a clash, yeah. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah, get it out of here. Why did I do this? The, the lemonade's fuck? the worst one, the sli- or, or uh, like the Hawaiian Punch or like oh, the High God, C. Oh, God, the
0: High C family? Yeah, I, dude. Look,
1: man, I can get down to like a Fruit Punch High C- but that's yeah. on its
0: own. The like, high sea orange always reminds me of McDonald's. Yeah. I don't know why, but me and my guy Ryan used to walk up to the McDonald's again. Shout out 757. Same shopping center, <laughs> the Willow Oak Shopping Center. We would go up there and just wreck some McDonald's breakfast. Uh-huh. During like, I played for Kecatan. He played for Phoebus. And so we would just go, like, gorge together and be gross on Sunday <laughs> mornings. And then we'd go watch football. Yeah and i remember like that was always my go to was high c orange i don't no idea why cuz it was there. but it was good <laughs> yeah. it was really good and yep. it's like this was before i discovered my appreciation for a fountain dr pepper oh dude because it's elite dude it is it is so good
1: i can't i can't drink dr pepper anymore i drink it it's entirely too sweet which yeah. is funny cuz i can drink this right here we problem. are with starbucks
0: <laughs> but
1: like if i drink if i drink a dr pepper or a regular coke i'm like Ugh! yeah my wife hates it because she'll go hey you want to try this she'll get like a mountain dew or something you want to try some be, yeah sure i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> what the hell'd you do to me and
0: then i'll be oh she you gotta it. get it out yeah she man hates it. it does leave a film on your yeah in your grill
1: yeah dude can't mess with it no more
0: it yeah no it's a good call man and i i i I was never a huge soda guy but a fountain soda is so tough to beat it's so tough because you can control
1: especially in a in a refill situation because you control the ice
0: oh dude right that is so underrated best ice is i don't know how many people are going to get this (laughs) cookout ice the little like the pellets Uh uh-huh I don't like the, the big, bulky McDonald's ice. I don't like that. That can get out of here. I think you got to go like the, what do they call the crunchy ice? Yeah,
1: like the crushed.
0: Yeah, no, 100% the, the way the to go. The crushed is the
1: jam because you can get a lot of it, and it yes. doesn't ruin your drink.
0: Right, dude.
1: So you have this nice, ice-cold drink. Yeah. You still have plenty of soda.
0: Right. You got the real estate. It doesn't, if you leave it sitting around a little bit, it doesn't water your deal up. It doesn't make it, you know what I mean? Like you can come back to it an hour later and go, ooh, I forgot. Yeah. Life hack, if you take, it doesn't, so I power rank, if I go soda, Dr. Pepper's my favorite. Fountain, I actually go can two and then bottle three. Mm -hmm. So if you take, if you go cookout is the best for this. You keep the cup, right? After you've already you've you've drained all the the fluid out, going. and you dump like from yeah. a two liter into the it it's not it's not quite the same because you don't have the CO two and the syrup mm-hmm. and shit, but it it's better. It's cl- uh, it is it's very close. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that, just better. Then you yeah, then it leapfrogs the bottle and the can, and now you're at number two because I I have that crushed ice, <laughs> and I can lie to myself and say you know what I got here a machine at home. Oh man. <laughs> I asked a buddy of mine uh my buddy shout out Jason uh Blair, the guy who Jersey Hookup yeah. uh guy who used to own um Brother's Pizza out in Virginia Beach. Whose brother still owns it. Um free plug for them. Awesome. Go try. But I asked him. I was like, "Hey man, like what's the it is it a hassle to have one of those, like, in your house? He's like, no, you can do it. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah, you just have to, like, order, I guess, like, the bags of syrup and shit, or the the CO2. He was like, you got to – eventually it runs out, right. and you gotta you got to replenish, you know? Yeah. And I don't know – and I didn't delve – I didn't go too far down the rabbit hole where I was like, well, did they – can I get a residential delivery? (laughs) Like, yeah, I didn't go that far, but, like, it made me feel good to know it was possible. It is. And I used to work at Sev's. Okay, yeah. So, like,
1: you have to change those bags out. They're a hassle to change out.
0: Are they? Oh, man.
1: But, I mean... Only because you're working at 7-Eleven.
0: <laughs> right, right. If you're doing it at home, a at shit? If you're doing at home
1: and you're not really in a rush, then it's, right. it's really not that big of a deal.
0: Okay, yeah. You but don't have, like, angry dude waiting for you yeah, in coveralls? At three in
1: the morning because I work thirds.
0: So. Oh, shit. So, so you like, had the hammered people. Drunk
1: guy comes in, hey, <laughs> change this. I need doc-. I'm like- Trying to clean something or yeah, or whatever.
0: All right, I'll I'll accommodate you, Dick. Yeah, you know
1: I'll stop doing this. Right, you're drunk ass. I don't have things store. to
0: do when nobody's supposed. To, everyone's sleeping now, <laughs> but you're in here risking killing yourself and others.
1: Yeah, it happened a lot. Yep,
0: yep. I All was that guy time. one time. I went quick side story. And this was recent. This was uh when uh before we were living in the house off beach. And uh they the, the old Zooms it used to be a Zooms down yeah. there. Shout out Zooms, R.I.P. That became. I
1: love that Zooms. I used to go there all the time. Their
0: pizza yeah. was so good yep. for gas station pizza yep. that you knew like when you were eating, you were like, I can't too much or death, but <laughs> it was so good, dude. But
1: always like two slices.
0: At Perfect. Least. Yeah, dude. And they had like the little, the green herbs and spices on it, took mm-hmm. it over the top. I don't know what that shit's called, but it was good. Uh But fuck, where was I going? Oh, so I went in there one time, and this was like eleven forty-five, and that Seven Eleven is all of was ninety seconds, not even away from the house there. And I like, I panicked. I don't know if you've ever like. I know you don't drink a whole lot anymore, but like, have you ever had the panic when you did of like, fuck, it's it's about to be midnight, they're about to lock. Like, I gotta go. So, you know, the stash was running low, and I was not going to bed anytime soon so i was like okay i have like i have to do this real quick so i went to 7-eleven there on beach road and like when i got there it was about quarter till and i go over to the beer cooler and i go like i'm feeling it man and it's probably pretty clear like i wasn't like i wasn't sloppy i can keep it together man but i i could tell that i knew that they knew you know yeah. what i mean if that makes sense mm-hmm. i was at that point i wasn't like knocking shit over but it was obvious so I go to, like, pull on the door, and they had already locked it. Mm. And I just, it's, it's, what the fuck? And I, I I was in there enough to where, like, at different times of the day, like I, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't, like, buddies with the people that work there. But, like, I knew I've seen those women in there before. I probably shouldn't act like this. You know? <laughs> and so it was like, well, what? Like, I've still got – there's 12 minutes, though. What? Well, I just – went ahead and did it that's protocol and i'm thinking like you bitch i still have 10 minutes to purchase booze how give me the keys i'll unlock the motherfucker but at that point i was like they're on to me um i just need to leave let me get like a fast break reese's while i'm here and i'll apologize fast break underrated oh dude the best so underrated the reese's family is my favorite down the candy aisle You know
1: what's funny? Is the cup's probably my least of all of them. I like a good cup. Yeah. I I love a Nutrageous. I love a a Fast fast Break, I think, is my favorite.
0: Have you Uh, had the Take Five?
1: Yeah. Solid. Take Five, solid. Very good. Uh, Reese's Pieces. Pieces are good. Far superior to M&M's in my humble opinion.
0: Yes. The the only M&M hot take, M&M's overrated. Yeah. I will take the peanut butter M&M's. I will fuck up they also had i don't know if they still have the crispy ones those are good uh there was also raspberry ones that came out they what were really that? brief and they were i i i love me raspberries hmm. so i got those and i was like yo these are impressive but other than that no i agree like regular m&ms no overrated peanut m&ms i think are overrated as fuck okay. same with the snickers i'm not a big snickers guy yeah i don't People love those.
1: I like the the midnight ones. I like I like a nice dark chocolate. Okay, but still not my favorite.
0: Yeah, I do. If I go Snickers, I go the peanut butter one.
1: Yeah, those are good too because
0: it's just peanut butter, right. which goes to the Reese's thing. Like it, fast break is a hundred percent atop the power rankings for me. Then I go big cups. Have you ever had the big cups? Yeah, dude.
1: Uh, th- do oh. they have
0: like crispy big cups at some point? Dude, they have so many now. You have to try. Listen, they have. <laughs> I don't know why. Just
1: (laughs) last half hour, all food talk. Right, right. Sorry, guys. We're down
0: the candy aisle now, but they have uh, they've got the basic big cup with the basic Reese's peanut butter in there. Yada yada. The original, awesome. Then they came out with the crunchy big cup,
1: which is good,
0: also damn good. Then they came out with one that has Reese's pieces in the motherfucker. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You need to try, ASAP, dude. (laughs) it is good just pop just throw one a whole cup in your mouth just like a gross savage (laughs) take a swig of milk and just just have fun dude because it's (laughs) so good my life
1: in one bite but it'll be right right
0: and this is why i wonder why i'm talking about cheap meals and shit you know because i i just vacuum in reese's big cups like fucking you know I, i should have i should be more aware at 32 years old i shouldn't still be doing this to myself but i do but i agree if i'm going cup they also have one side note with pretzels in there now those are good but they're Sounds not
1: excessive
0: i think they're trying now too much to mm. do like they also have it with cookie bits in them i like they're trying to make the big cup brand i think a little too like we're getting a little too off the rails mm-hmm. like you're, you're fine all i needed was the regular big cup and the crunchy big cup yeah I did not, all the rest wasn't required. I'm appreciative. Thank you for the options. But it's not, it's not, it's not necessary. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't need all those. Please don't make me buy more than I want when I'm down this aisle. Because I just, I just let me grab one and keep going about my day. Because if you give me more orange Reese packages in in front of my face, you know what I'm going to want to do? all of them all all of the above (laughs)
1: give it every last one please
0: yes give me one of each can i (laughs) just can you when the vendor comes can you set the box aside for me because just gross
1: (sighs) i last thing i'll say the one the one thing about uh kroger candy Mm -hmm. three for a dollar or buy two get one free i think i'm sorry oh still but the death of me because I'll gra- I'll be like okay I'll get a York which yeah. for whatever reason I fooled
0: myself into thinking is healthy. It, no, you're right. You're right. It's it's <laughs> you're not gonna lose weight eating them, but it's it's better than the alternative.
1: And then I'm like okay, well I'm getting a York. I might as well you know get like I'll I like the peanut M Ms. Oh get a bag do you okay.
0: M Ms. People love them. I'm not. I'm I'm on the contrary there.
1: Reese's Pieces all day. Yes. But I'd like a nice peanut M&M, especially okay. compared to regular M&M's. Yeah, the regular
0: are overrated. just, yes, agree 100%. Uh,
1: and then, you know, whatever else is, I, I think it's usually like um, the regular Reese's cups or Snickers. I'll grab one of those. What about a Twix? I like a nice Twix. Um, I had a cookies and cream one recently. Tell me you
0: love it. Tell me it's so the best thing you've ever had aside from a Reese's. The
1: first one I had was unreal yes i was like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever eaten yeah dude. the other day i got the same thing i did the three thing right i'm shoving them in my face <laughs> on the way home because fat <laughs> <laughs> and i get to, i think it was the, the choice of order okay i went twix last and it was one of the worst things i've ever eaten
0: did you have a york before
1: i didn't get york that time. okay i think i got oh shoot
0: because the peppermint patty will interfere I got like a Kit Kat, I think, which by the way, also, also elite. Yes. Really? I, yeah. I love a Kit I've Kat. i way dude. backed off
1: Kit Kat. I have you? love Kit Kats. I
0: love them, but dude. But I think
1: Halloween has ruined Kit Kats for me. Really? Now that I got the two kids, I'm eating Kit yeah. Kats like crazy. See, Halloween I get time.
0: geared up if I see a Reese's, if I see a uh, Kit Kat, or if I see, uh, what's the other one? A little, the little mini Twixes. Mm-hmm. I love those. Those are always, I feel like early to go. People like your good Twix. I'm almond joy guy. I love a nice almond joy. Like, They're not bad. I like a coconut. So I'm okay with coconut. What's the one without the almond though? That's mounds. Mounds. I give me a mounds all day. I'm not big on almond. Okay. I don't know why. Um it's just not uh I'm just not big on it. It's not power rankings not really up there. <laughs> like I'm not it doesn't offend me. But it it's if I have the option of without I'll I'll take that please. I
1: I can't remember what the other two. I think I grabbed a Snickers just because you got around round up okay. three to get the the one for free. Right, right. And so like I think I went Snickers, Kit Kat, and then uh, the cookies and cream Twix. Yeah. And like I said just I think the order of it made it disgusting. Right. Which bummed me out because I remembered it being so incredible. Oh, they're is so why good.
0: I got it. I think it's, and every Twix is elite. They have a peanut butter one, so good. Mm -hmm. The caramel one is always a win. But I think cookies and cream is, no pun intended, the cream of the crop. (laughs) I love that one. And you know what's great is the regular Twix still elite. Oh, 100%, dude. I would put that on my Rushmore, dude. Like, I I don't know what it is about Twix, man. I remember when they came out. Like, I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I was like, these are fucking, like, what a what what a great idea! Why did they wait until the late '90s for this? Yeah. What were we doing the entire century? <laughs> I just Hershey's was okay. I think like they there's something
1: about almost every other candy bar is nowhere near as good as it used to be. Right. I still like it. I'm still high on Three Musketeers. I don't get it much. Thank you. But I love Thank the Three you. Musketeers again. I fooled myself into thinking it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because nougats
1: yeah that's all it is it's lighter it is um i used to love a zero bar when i was a kid yeah they're okay i've softened big time on white chocolate so last time i had one i was like
0: Eh, not not too good
1: um but
0: (laughs) i can't
1: believe 30 minutes of candy talk i love
0: it i love it because i i have follow-ups where i will nominate a milky way for being in yes. the elite discussion. Dude. Criminally underrated. Absolutely,
1: 100%. Because, again, one, that's one of those ones that are, like, the originals are still just great. Yes. But,
0: like, uh, the- Have the, you had the fudge one? I have not. Do. But the but the Milky Way <laughs> Midnight? Like, I've not had the mil- the Midnight one. Oh, my God. I need to do this. If you like dark chocolate at all- I'm good it with it. It is
1: elite level okay. candy bar. Fucking A. I have to do it. It's one of the best things I've ever put in my face. It's probably- okay three musketeers is up there because it's three musketeers and it's never failed me i do i agree once. i agree i think midnight uh milky way midnight comes right after three musketeers
0: i have to try it then because we're so we were to a guy at work a buddy brought in like they had like leftover halloween candy or whatever the case may be and it was just like hey my wife and i are tired of eating this so i'm gonna bring it all in here and we can all eat it together so we can all be gross <laughs> So, and it had, like, it was, like, the just the classic whatever, and it was a lot of mini, like, Milky Way's Three Musketeers. There was a couple Twix in there. They were the first to go. Um, And we ended up having, like, a conversation, similar one we're having now. And I nominated Three Musketeers, and everybody in the office was like, yo, get that the fuck out of here. (gasps) Right. And I'm like, how can you? And they're like, it's just nothing but nougat. And I'm like, but what else do you need? I know. And they go, well, the milk. Right. Right. You can lie to yourself <laughs> while eating candy. What do you mean? What else do you want? What else do you want? Oh my god. Just it, it's so light. That's what I love
1: about Yes. It is cuz a lot of times even with my favorite stuff, the Milky Ways, yeah. like especially like the all the caramel. And look, it's delicious. Don't get me wrong. 100%. But like you feel how fat you are when you're oh, eating. Oh dude,
0: them. yeah, and the caramel's messy and it can get in like your beard oh, and you it, it it the caramel always ends up somehow interfering with whatever you're doing with your day. Mm -hmm. But it makes it so much better. I'm not arguing that a Milky Way is better than a Three Musketeers, but I don't need the caramel in there to be happy with it. I'm fine with the nougat. I can can down i used to love because again somehow
1: fooling myself into thinking healthy right they they came out with the king size was like the double yeah and so i'd get one of two those, to I'm go like, yes
0: that's what you can see one for now one for later nope both now <laughs> both
1: right now i mean to be fair that would be lunch like that, that would right be what i had for lunch but like <laughs> s- still not a great lunch but it's so light yes because of the nougat so yeah you don't feel like you're Oh my God, everything yeah, in me is fat. right.
0: You're not weighed down for the next three hours from eating one of them. <laughs> I also, for the underrated conversation, um, a good caramello bar. Have you ever had those? Oh man. those are messy though. Yes. Those you feel yep. like like you've been in a bukkake fest when you're done eating it. Because <laughs> <Stretchy> it's just <laughs> out. Caramello. Yeah, dude. We got too many of those. Dude, they were I loved if we're also going like visually appealing. Yeah, the old wrapper of the Caramello was so good. I don't know who else cares about candy wrappers in the world. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but I like they should have never left that old logo. That old logo was fucking cool. Do they
1: even make Caramello's anymore?
0: They do. Oh, okay. They do. They're not See, as that's like they <laughs> changed the wrapper. They're and... still down. Yeah, you can't. It's not as easy to find because you used to have like that burgundy and the red and the orange and it like it it jumped out at you. Mm-hmm. That's how I first tried one. I was like, that looks cool. What is it? Oh. Chocolate and straight car- straight caramel. I'll, yes, I'll take. And then I tried one, and I was like, "This is fucking amazing," you know. And I can't believe that it doesn't get as much love as as I give it personally. And also, what you call it? Have you ever had, doodad Dad of Marie? What you
1: That was the I when I sang the Caramello one in the back of my head was the what you call song. Yep.
0: Yep. Have you had, do you, are you on board? Do you oh, yeah. get it out of here? Okay. They don't
1: make those anymore though, do they?
0: Oh no, they do. What? They do. Wow. I have about one a year. Okay. Um, no,
1: that but that seems about right.
0: Yeah. It's look, just, it's, it's not on my bar. radar. Right. It's always either a fast break or Hershey's Cookies and Cream Bar is also top notch, but it's usually a fast break or a big cup. Uh, but every now and then I go and I stand there and I look for a minute if I'm not in a rush and I go, you know what? old buddy, it's been a while. I'm going to try one of you. And when I have it, I'm like, why do I never, why not more often?
1: <laughs> but if
0: you do, that's the problem. If
1: you do, yes. you know, you ruin it. Right. And it's
0: an experience. Yep. You got to appreciate it.
1: It's It's nice to leave on that. Level. Yeah. I feel the same way about a Mr. Goodbar. Like, I, I love Mr. Okay. Goodbar. But if I have more than one in a year, the, Ruins next, the second one I have, I'm like, Oh, no man.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's my dad's favorite candy bar and i always thought i was like that is so fucking random <laughs> like where i would like go through my kids thing for like the reese's and the twix mm-hmm. he went through mine for fucking mr good bar <laughs> like dude well a little less pot maybe <laughs> you know a hundred grand is peanuts. also
1: good oh dude a hundred grand criminally underrated yeah but that's yeah. another one of those ones where like at at halloween i've had my fill
0: yeah, that's a good Halloween candy. I yoink the hell out all the kids because yeah, they're dude. not going to eat that. Right, And they right. shouldn't.
1: Neither should <laughs> I. I should. But I'm going to.
0: You're No. I'm an what, adult. What you're, right. You're helping them. Yeah. You're helping them, uh-huh. man. There's sacrifices you have to make as a parent. I eat the candy while you're asleep. <laughs> not because I don't love you and care about you, but I want, if anyone here is going to be unhealthy, I'd rather it be me, the parent. Mm-hmm. That's can, what it is. You
1: can have this one mounds that
0: eat. <laughs> right. You can have the uh, the bag of pretzels and <laughs> yeah, yeah the little the mini toothbrush and the uh, the fucking what are the uh, the little remember the like little orange and black like oh, things yeah. that were just in twisty paper and no thanks yeah those were disgusting. Where are you out on candy corn before we? <sighs> this corn, is a, this is a polarizing look, one.
1: Candy corn is one of those things where like one or two pieces a year i'm good anything past that get that the fuck out of here man really
0: i can't it is that you nailed it it's seasonal you can't enjoy candy corn in june no nah, man you, you can't
1: if you come at me with candy corn no <laughs> no nope. it's
0: 94 out
1: i i can't i just can't <laughs> it
0: <sighs>
1: something about that flavor like the first like couple or like uh-huh. oh yes yeah perfect and then if if you've got like the big jar of it and yeah. you're just going to town, by the time you get to like 10 or 11, now look, glutton is the problem. I shouldn't have <laughs> eaten 12, but at the same time, by the time I get to 12, I'm like-
0: Wait, I'm are we in, going 12, just 12 corn 12? pieces? Yeah. Okay. I'm talking 12 handfuls, bro. I can't do it. I, I can't. I, I'm i a candy corn guy, um, but it's, just, it's like they normally have them like you can get- Uh, target normally has the uh, the brocks or whatever they're called Mm -hmm. i don't know how you say that shit free plug investors could be you but they usually have them two for five there and i'll do the same deal fill up the jar or whatever on halloween and it's like after those but when that two for five is gone like i'm good Mm -hmm. i'm fine i've had i will fuck some candy corn up but it's only like for 31 days out of the year and that's it
1: like, I used to feel the same way about they had the uh, the candy pumpkins that were yeah. very similar flavored.
0: Yep. You could, I could
1: eat a whole bunch of them. Yep. But then once I stopped for that first time, yep. if I try to eat one more.
0: Yep. It's not the I same. Can't, not hitting the same. Yeah, they're not, you're not relevant in November anymore. <laughs> nope. You're strictly an October snack, you know? But a damn good one. I Mm, love candy corn. I know, right? I think shit we talk... I I hope... You doubled the episode. I know, right? It's going to look like I talked about Doug Peterson for a long fucking time. (laughs) But I think at this point, I don't know the math, but I hope we've talked candy for more than we talked about what's going on with the football team. I really do. Possibly. Just because, yeah. I mean, why? Fucking why not? I mean, really? (laughs) Like, I think it's better for the people, though. I think, like, nobody... You know what everyone can relate to? A good candy discussion. It's true. You know? So, like, I think... The best way to look at this is, like, I think it, you know, we we did the the Eagles thing, but, you know, lighten it up a little bit at the end, man.
1: You might have stirred up the hornet's nest. You might have people coming at you because I was uh, talking shit about candy corn. So.
0: <laughs> well, that's that one's so polarizing. Like, there's a lot, like, I don't know a lot of other people that are really, like, into it. I always have to have it every Halloween. Did but...
1: you ever try the candy corn Oreos?
0: No, get that out of here, man. Seriously. Are they gross? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, well,
0: and so are the Swedish <coughs> fish ones. While we're at it, oh, Swedish fish, just ugh, really. I'm not big on them, man. Like, they're, and I love. Look, okay, the gummy department is mm-hmm. an entire. I could do yeah. five hours on gummies. Should definitely not dive too far in, here. dude. <laughs> you get anything like the fruit by the foots, the uh, the the fucking the roll ups, any of the the oh, dude, the Mott's gummies. Oh. I will fuck up an entire like 48 pack of those <laughs> in a night. Yeah. If I'm maybe not a night, a night's a stretch, but give me a weekend like playoff football. I'm sitting around a lot. Done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love fruit snacks, dude. And I think a lot of it as a kid is like my parents didn't, my mom didn't want me like I was limited. Like, you know, because it's basically like crack cocaine for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting one of these a day. That's it. You can, like, you know, however you may, but that's it. Anymore and like I beat your ass and yeah, so I think subconsciously it's like you get deprived, and not like when I became an adult and I'm like I can like I can eat all forty of these right. I have free reign. I can go down. I can I can buy my own stuff. (laughs) You know, when you're 18, like it's not like okay, I'm ready. The zest for life is not. I'm ready to go out here and chase my dreams. It's I want to. I'm eating all the goddamn fruit snacks I fucking want from here until (laughs) whenever. I will eat all of them. God damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> and you mentioned Oreos. Can we that's another side thing cuz I don't know like cookies and cream like we touched on the Twix, the mm-hmm. Hershey's. I'm not Are you real quick, cake or ice cream? You can only pick one. Oh shoot. I am always on the opposite side of everybody and I'm just curious if we align or not.
1: I don't even know, man, because I guess if I only get one cake thank you thank you because
0: i love a good cake man right
1: because there's so many options with ice cream yes i mean there's tons of cake options too but like if you nail a cake
0: oh dude so good
1: there's nothing like it
0: i thank you for not being like because this was another discussion I had in the office at of work lately or recently like about a month ago and it's like okay we're talking ice cream and cake and like one ad there's always one asshole It's like the guy that sees you at work on New Year's Eve and goes, see you next year. And you just want to fucking kill him. Like, there's always one guy during this conversation where it's like, oh, give me ice cream cake. And you're like, well, they have no shit, dude. Yeah. But, like, can we not add a third one to the discussion, please? We're just talking to, you know, one or the other. Right. Right. It's not life or death. Please don't complicate this. Yeah. Like, we're not really there is no choice in front of you. You will choose one (laughs) (laughs) or I'm putting a hole in your fucking head. Yeah, like it's we're just we're we're just having a good time, man. Fuck. We would
1: all say ice cream cake,
0: of course, over just about any other food ever. What beats an ice cream cake?
1: Like if you're telling me that it's
0: a good Carvel, dude. Carvel
1: ice cream. I've got too many jingles in my head.
0: I always think of the mall when I think of Carvel. Yeah, they have one out in Virginia Beach, though.
1: They still have a Carvel out there. Mm-hmm. Because our rallies, right around the corner from here, yep. used to be a Carvel did it yeah dude like when i first moved here in 93 i don't remember that it was a
0: carvel when i first moved here that was it ever since i can remember i think it was a rallies i think i'd have to really really draw back in the memory bank but i think but yeah i love that rallies by the way side note every day when i'm like every week like we're doing the pod like okay starbucks and i pass it i'm like okay on the (laughs) way home stop and get you the fry lovers and I never do. I never do. Because I'm like, all right, just get home, watch whatever game that's on that you really don't want to watch, which tonight will be the national championship. But, yeah, every week I have that thought when I see that, like the checkers on the building, I'm mm-hmm. like, you know you want it, you fat fuck. Every time. And I, every I do want it every time.
1: I go by and my kid sees the, the bucket of fries. <laughs> and he's like, dad, bucket of fries. I'm like. Yeah, I get your excitement. Yes, let's not. Yes,
0: can we not be drawn in by the gross? Because it it does, dude. Rallies is so. Oh my god, I love, I love that place. I do.
1: I would love. I used to love a screaming chicken Sando, and then like the biggest bucket of fries you could get. I mean, at the time it was just like the big cup. Yeah, and then you know you sit in.
0: Of course, free free refills. refills again, dude. Fuck yeah. I mean. What else do you want? They've got it now to where, and this was pre nineteen, but they have to wear that garage door in the front. You can open it, oh, or they open it, whatever, in like you know weather appropriate, air quotes, and it's pretty cool. Although, except until you realize, like that stoplight right there, it turns red, a lot, and people
1: <laughs> hang out. People can brown. just see
0: you wrecking a cup of fries. <laughs> Like just Good not day. even, <laughs> yeah, what dude. Up? Just not even like you're at a stoplight for two minutes, and in your two minutes, I've killed an entire burger plus my combo fry plus my other fry. And I wonder, Rallies. you know, <laughs>
1: right? What are you gonna do?
0: Rallies, come here and fucking die. <laughs> R.I.P. Your waistline, but we love you for it. Oh my god, we fucking love you for it. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys like food talk, kids. Wait, Whoever's listening. That- if you don't, I you know you may have already skipped it anyway. But if you're still here, thanks for sticking with it. Uh, you can please, please thoughts on this episode uh, at Grease Paul Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe, rate, review. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes every Monday. Sharing is caring. Let people know uh, where the only place is where you can find talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, fast food fries and the candy aisle in the same place. People, there is literally, there's a lot of Eagles podcasts out there. I'm very confident that you won't find all of these bases covered in the same place, uh, consistently, you know, but if you do, you know, that other person can fuck themselves for tapping into this market before, before us, God damn it. But I feel pretty confident in that statement. And I wish I felt confident in, uh, in Howie Roseman's ability to hire a new head coach. And to not fuck up the six overall pick, it's nice that Doug Peterson's gone. It would be nice if Howie Roseman was gone as well. But it is surely to be a, a busy week this next week as we, you know, see what rumors leak out and what interviews happen and things of that nature. And you know who Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie bring in to interview as the uh, as the next head coach of. Of the birds, I mean, it, it, this is very possible by next week's episode that we do have a head coach. It's also very possible that we do not. Uh, I also found it funny. Both dudes on the Philly special statue are now gone. So officially the end of an area. It's a it's a bittersweet goodbye, but, uh, you know, every now and then you're in a relationship, man, and, and it just it hits its expiration date. Things aren't what they used to be anymore. It's fun to look back on the good days and appreciate them for what they were, but when you're going down a deep, dark path – you know, you got you to gotta switch some shit up, everybody. So I will see you back here next Monday. Maybe we'll have a new head coach. Hopefully it's Brian Dable. If not, maybe it's Deuce Staley. Either way, I will see you back here. Then hit me up on IG at Grease Paul Podcast. Uh, anything breaking with the head coaching news will be uh, will be posted there. Uh, let me know what your favorite candy is as well. Fast food fries. Always, always available for Food Talk around the clock at Grease Paul Podcast on IG. I will see you back here next week. Hopefully with Brian Dable or Deuce as the new head coach. Either way, as always, go Birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? (laughs) Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Philly.